It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it is a pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be a fantastic and amazing show. I'll be introducing my guest shortly, and I promise this will be a fun and informative hour. It will be terrific. I do want to take a minute or two to share some things I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I will typically do this every single week. I had a call with my marketing coach this morning, and I'm really thankful for the great ideas that we are about to implement in my business. If you have never hired a coach, you should, and there are some very important reasons for that. Number one, a great coach is someone who can help you because they have been where you want to go. This means they know what obstacles may be standing in your way that you didn't even think of. This will shorten your learning curve immensely. Number two, a great coach will keep you accountable to your goals. They will encourage you uh, when you're doing great, and they will also call you out when you fall short. We all need tough love, and it's in the spirit of helping you to get to where you want to go. And finally, having a great coach helps you become a great coach. In my experience, the best coaches are also very coachable. That's a very important quality of a successful person. So if you're not currently working with a coach, I encourage you to do so as soon as possible. And if you've ever thought about writing a book, I coach people through that process. And I'd love to hear more about what you'd like to do. You can email me, brian at briankwright.com. With all that in mind, I'd like to introduce my very special guest. And my guest this week is Robert Jones. Let me tell you a little bit about him. Robert Jones is the founder and owner of Network Together LLC, which is the largest non-franchised, independently-owned business networking organization in Arizona. He's a former internet marketer. He's a speaker, a leader, and mentor to business owners looking to practice the skills of networking, public speaking, digital promotion, and event presentation. His company puts on over 1,000 events and meetings per year and has at least 12 large-size event management projects per year with his company, NT Events. He has media experience on stage, on set, and in studio as a host or a guest. Robert attributes much of his success to his 20 years as an independent business owner uh, with one of the most successful boutique-style SEO companies and web design companies in the country, and his experience as a community leader and social arts organizer, and he's helped raise thousands of dollars for nonprofit agencies, and he's sat on the board of publicly traded corporations. He's also a U.S. Marine. Thank you for your service. He's a published poet, avid runner, and current health nut. We will talk about a lot of this on the show today. So, Robert Jones, how are you? Welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Brian. Thank you for having me on the show. I feel like we have, we're kindred spirits and we have the cyclones that um, we can connect with in the past. And it's great to be here today. And it's my privilege to be with you in this time frame. Yes, yes. we both spent a lot of time in Iowa. So we are Iowa State Cyclones and we're very proud of that. So, Robert, tell us a little bit about how you got started. I know, like I mentioned in the bio, you were a Marine. And tell us about that and some of the leadership lessons that you learned that helped you in your career. Well, everything everything started with the Marines. And probably the greatest lesson that I like to impart 
part with my Network Together members is, is that you have to learn how to improvise, overcome, and adapt. And in networking, I mean, people are very much moving targets. We're all spinning plates. We're all trying to do something. We're all trying to get places. We want to change the information that we're fed. We want to um, change the, the people that we're with so we can we can grow and learn from it. And it's the same thing that I learned in the Marines. You know, many times you don't have the full complement of all the information that you need to be successful. So you have to create initiative within your and in your team many times because you can't do it on your own to go out there and state the standard or start the standard for success. And that was probably the main principle that I learned from the Marines was how to be a self-starter, a doer, and not just a thinker. It takes thoughts, yes, but it also takes great massive amounts of actions to create sustainable success. Yeah, that is fantastic. And you really do have to be a self-starter and not just wait for someone to tell you what to do. And that is absolutely correct. Uh, tell us more about your experience there. I mean, that's such a fascinating part of your history. You know, when I was in the United States Marines and you know, I'm dating myself just a little bit, it was um, from 1983 to 1989. So it was the, um, the mid to the later 80s. And in this particular time frame, you know, I really didn't know too much what I wanted out of life. And I joined the Marine Corps because I thought it would help me kind of laser in on some things that maybe I felt like I didn't get from maybe traditional schooling um, and traditional um, learning. So I joined the Marines to kind of create a, another family for myself. My, my parents are divorced, and um, I, I, I kind of felt like I, I lived in two boxes. My mom is Hispanic. My dad is, um, is white. And, you know, sometimes I didn't feel like I fit in. And when I learned about the Marine Corps, I, I found that, you know, I could have a, like brothers in arms and, you know, other people who are passionate about the things that I were, I was passionate about. And one of the things that I was pa most passionate about at that time, and it actually still today was just having the freedom, the freedom to, to make choices, the freedom to um, learn what you want to learn and the freedom to, um, you know, help others and, um, you know, live in a nation where we can actually become anything that we want to be. I have this saying that says we're all developed from our nature, our nurture. But, you know, most importantly, if we develop our noodle, it doesn't matter where we come from. You know, it just matters where, where we're going. Yeah, absolutely. No, I totally, totally understand. And I would imagine that perseverance and never giving up was a huge part of your journey, too. Well, you know, <laughs> it's it's funny that you say that you, you kind of read my mind. Because the secondary story of, of being in the United States Marines, um, being in the military for six years as I as I was, was you sometimes you just feel like, is there a there there? And, you know, what direction am I going? Many of the things aren't delivered to you until the last moment, you know, mm. and then all of a sudden it's like you have to act and you have to act many times without even with plans in tow. And, you know, and I think that's the same way that you, you, I'm kind of like with now, you know, many times I have to always be open for opportunity. And sometimes I, I, I strive and I work and I, and I do all these things. And sometimes I feel like, is there a there there? You know, have you ever felt like that? Is there yeah. a there there? And, you know, it's only because of, you know, the persistence and perseverance and keeping up with the consistency of my own convictions that I can get there. And I, I think that, you know, in true leadership, and I believe that that's what the Marines gave me as well, is a leader isn't just defined by what they say. You know, it, a leader, you know, a Marine is defined by, by what they do. But I think even more than that, 
how they can also do and help others. Because I think true leadership starts with being a servant. Yeah. And in many ways, when you are a part of, of, let's say, a fire team and you're out in the field, you do not get any objective done unless every person on that team is in sync. And, you know, many times I hear networking together, everyone achieves more. And I'm agreeable to that. But mm-hmm. certainly in the Marines, you know, if you aren't achieving what you need to achieve, you can die. You know, So yeah. I feel like there was some really good training in that manner. Yeah, absolutely. You also spent some time raising money for nonprofits. What what was that like? Oh, well, what's really great is one of the pillars of Network Together is community outreach. Yes. Um, we have re- um, we've raised money for JDRF, which is Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation, some $10,000. We've raised um, money and done resourcing for Toys for Tots. Uh, we work in the community here with um, Panda Vita, and we work in their soup kitchen. We've actually one time, um, Allison and I, a few times, have actually shown up at the same time, and here we are, you know, helping locals um, create their food kits. Um, we've raised money for the Hundred Club, which is first responders. You know, and the list goes on, Brian. Yeah, absolutely. No, I love that. That's absolutely fantastic. And we will explore the five pillars of your organization starting in the next segment for sure. What do you think have been some of the unique challenges that you've faced along the way in your journey? We've got about three minutes or so to the next for the first break. You know, I, I think that the, the biggest challenge in, in, in networking is actually, you know, I call it squirreling. It's it's taking, you know, many business owners and entrepreneurs who may not always have, you know, the long game in mind. A lot of them have a short game in mind. And it's actually getting um, entrepreneurs to see the long game and that relationships are a true sustainability model. You yeah. know, you can come into a chapter, you can come to an event and you can try to sell your services or your products. But if you don't do so when you're selling the relationship, you know, your your model ends up flat. And in networking, it's so much more true to have to to want to know, like and be trusted because in this group, we are personal oriented. I say that there's three forms of marketing and that's, you know, digital marketing, traditional marketing. But I but the most ancient and tried and true marketing of all is, um, you know, personal marketing, which yeah. I also call networking. Um, the second challenge is is training. You know, it's always a consistent um, battle to continue to be on top of the technologies and also on top of, you know, training your teams on the new technologies that you would utilize within chapter development, team development, member development, etc. Because many times, you know, teams, they come and go and we have 17 chapters in Arizona alone. And it's a constant, um, you know, it's a constant um, you know, race to, to make sure everyone's trained and ready to go and they understand the, the modeling or the organizational construct of network together. And lastly, I think the um, the other thing is too, is to remember, you know, when it comes to people to remind them that you're not here to serve yourself, you know, you're here to serve others. And when you serve others, just don't mess it up, you know, go out there and serve more. And really by the service, you grow your business. Oh, that's absolutely true. What do you consider to be your big mission real quick? I, I think my biggest mission is to to help 
just demystify this thing called networking. I hear so, you know, lately I hear a lot of um, people just, they're jumping off this networking bandwagon. And I say, don't jump off the networking bandwagon, jump back on. It's not that networking doesn't work. It's that bad networking doesn't work. And so let's create great networkers and let's get rid of average and create something better than what we've seen. Fantastic. We're coming up against our very first break. My very special guest this week is Robert Jones of Network Together. And we will talk about all things networking beginning in the next segment, how we put that organization together and what it's like to put together such a large business because this is the largest uh, non-franchised networking organization in Arizona. We'll talk more with Robert Jones after the break. This is Success Profiles Radio. and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Are you stressed out? Because if you are, you're not alone. In fact, research shows that over 73% of all Americans report symptoms of stress, which is a key factor contributing to mental and physical illness. And that stress is usually related to work, money, or relationships. Up until now, the solution to combat the effects of stress have been delivered through pharmaceutical companies. But now there's a natural way to solve this problem without the harmful side effects. The Healthy Primate Stress Support Supplement contains natural ingredients proven to reduce cortisol, also known as the stress hormone, which causes damage to our body. And unlike prescriptions, your satisfaction is guaranteed with a 100% money-back offer on all orders. In addition, a portion of all proceeds goes to PTSD research, and as a bonus, all purchases will include a free copy of the new ebook, The Survival Guide to Living with Stress. So get the Healthy Primate Stress Support Supplement today at www.screwstress.com. Click the Amazon logo. It'll take you where you need to go. Once again, that is www.screwstress.com. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.brianckwright.com for more information. Once again, that's brianckwright.com. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Robert Jones from Network Together. And if you have not downloaded and subscribed to Success Profiles Radio on iTunes, why not? Go ahead and do that. It's free. You might as well. You can hear any previous episode we've ever done. And there have been over 300 episodes so far. And I just can't wait for you to enjoy as much of it as you can. Not only that, but if you have not picked up my book, Success Profiles, Conversations with High Achievers, it's in Barnes & Noble. It's on Amazon. It's on everywhere. It's a collection of some of my favorite interviews from this very program. So I have my copy, Brian. I have my copy. Robert (laughs) does have his copy. And it's a good book, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. I did not pay him to say this, so it's true. No, no, and I take it to every event because we want to showcase Brian just as much as he does us. 
Wonderful. So tell us how you started this organization. How did you decide to do it? And how, how did you do this? Because this is a big organization. It took a while. It did take a while. And and certainly I did not set out in my career um, <laughs> where I was at at the time to set out to start a networking organization. I was probably the furthest from really wanting to have a networking organization. But, you know, I'm going to preface that by saying something I've learned being an entrepreneur myself, mm-hmm. is that many things come in life out of need, meaning like you have to take care of your family, your wife, a loved one, etc. You know, or necessity. And, you know, and necessity is that it, it could be like survival or, or it's, um, you know, it's needed in the community and someone else doesn't provide the services. And, you know, Network Together was pretty much hatched because of both. There was a need in the community for it, and it was also necessary for me to provide for my my family at the time. I was a single dad. Mm. And, wow. You know, and so I, I was actually doing very, very well in San Diego, California. I had a, just a, a burgeoning internet uh, marketing company um, back in the uh, early to mid-2000s. Um, I had four employees underneath me. I was living life really great. And um, in 2006, I actually had this idea to start um, investing in real estate. I wanted to diversify a little bit. And so, you know, my my goal was as well, I have some property here in San Diego. I can leverage and start buying some property over in Arizona. And and for many of us on this show, we probably know what happened in Arizona between 2006 and 2008. Yes. So, so I I had about three properties, and then I lost all of my properties. I um, I had to kind of eat a lot of crow. Um, I I had a new marriage, and that, and that um, that fell apart, and my, the real estate went away. My I, my son almost passed away because um, he was born in, in a tent and had to be um, resuscitated for the first month of his life, and then oh. about three months later, uh, he had an intussusception and. That's where the small intestine gets starts getting devoured by the large intestine. So they had to cut him open. And, you know, you know, we're talking thousands upon thousands of dollars. Right. And I went from really in a 24 month period from living on top of the world to really feeling like I was at the bottom of the world. Um, right. I went from having being the person that had a lot of something to being the person that really had a lot of nothing. And I found myself in a place called Santan Valley, Arizona. Mm-hmm. And um, at that time, there wasn't a lot of infrastructure to get in and out. And I was also starting to lose clients. I decided to do what um, the sensible thing, and that was to go join a chamber of commerce. Sure, sure. Yeah. And at that time, I attempted to join them. and But the problem was I was an internet marketer, and the executive director of the chamber of commerce also did what I did. And, mm. I, and they would not let me join. And I thought, well, that's kind of cruddy, right? I mean, yeah. You know, the Chamber of Commerce is, you know, to help um, entrepreneurs, small business owners, the community at large, you know, grow in commerce. Yeah. And so I I asked him, I said, you know, how about if I how if I do graphic design? And he said, well, we do graphic design here as well. And then I said, well, what about web development? And well, they they did web development. And I finally I said, well, what about e-commerce? And he said, well, we did this. And finally, I said, it doesn't sound like there's a place in this organization for me. And he said, no, there's not. And I was dumbfounded. I, I, I didn't know what to do. 
And so, Brian, I really did struggle for a year. I mean, really struggled. I ended up, you know, at 40 years old, moving back to my parents and, and staying there for a little bit to try to get back. Yeah. I ended up taking what I had left. I sold part of my business. I came back down um, and, and purchased a, um, a place in Queen Creek um, and tried to get my um, my life back together. There's still some legal battles with um, custody on my son. And then I, I had a gentleman named Elliot Kahn, a really good friend of mine. He lives in San Diego now. He said, why don't you go to this leads group? You know, it's going to be a great place for you to get in there and actually, you know, meet some people and gain some business. So I went to the leads group and I walked through the door of the coffee shop. And the moment I looked into the coffee shop, it was the same person that was running the chamber of commerce. Oh, we locked eyes. And I knew at that moment I had to do something different because that was not a place for me. And right. the, the initial moments of network together started right there. Wow. That is Crazy. And it's interesting, too. I mean, I understand that there are organizations that only want one person per niche, but there's really a scarcity mentality there, too, because there's enough room for everybody. There is. And in your organization, there is. You know, and, and you know, what's really crazy is if you look at the realtors or if you look at those who are in financial services, if you look at those that are digital marketing services, the, the world is so vast and the need is so great. I actually see them actually working together more so than I would have ever imagined. You know, it's it's one of those things where you think in theory that it may work. And then when you actually get to the application of it, it actually works beyond your wildest dreams. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about how married couples work together in business because <laughs> you and Sean are married and you are business partners as well. And we know there are married couples, married couples who are not great business partners. They're great marriage partners, but they're not great business partners. So I want to ask, <laughs> how do you two make that work? You know, I believe we really do make it work. And that doesn't mean we don't get up in the morning a little snippety at each other or <laughs> You know, during the day, we'll get a little snippety at each other. Mm -hmm. But I think I think the, the greatest thing I would give on that, Brian, is that we have short emotional memories. Oh, cool. And, and what I mean by that is certainly we may say or do things that may not be to each other's liking, but we don't let the emotional Velcro attach to us in such a way that we keep it. Hmm. You know, we're able to lift it from us and, and, and go on. Now, you know, you you know, we've talked about this a little bit before, but, you know, one of the things that really makes Sean and I a great couple is, you know, she likes to do this thing that says, you complete me. <laughs> it's so yeah. cute. But it is one of those things. And there's a personality test um, and it it's concerning symbols. You could be a circle, a square, or a triangle, a swiggle, or a rectangle. And you know, in this personality test, um, Sean is a triangle circle, and I am a squiggle circle. And what that means is, is we both have an appetite to help people. You know, we 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 want to be there for people. We want to strengthen them. We want to embolden them. We want to, we want to help them. But then I'm I'm the idea guy. I'm the guy who's crazy. I have to try things differently. I like to trial balloon. And 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 Sean is. I'm sorry. She's a square, not a circle. She she is she is more about the process and, and the time frames and the completion and, and and whatnot. And what we found is is I call it the I call it Tootsie Roll marketing. 
Mm-hmm. I am at one end of the Tootsie Roll of the wrapper that kind of starts it. And then we both work together to make that wonderful product in the middle. And then she's always there to complete it and to make sure the deadlines are finished and to make sure that all the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed. It is an amazing um, feeling um, to, to be with someone with, you know, like Sean, because we're able to to actually, you know, complete each other as true business partners because we do have our differences. Yeah. Absolutely. Let's talk about the five pillars. This may or may not complete before uh, the end of this segment, but let's talk about the five pillars upon which uh, your organization is built. Yes. The the first and most, well, I guess they're all important. I should never say that they're the most important. That's why they're the five pillars. But one of the things that I found out in especially the small business um, networking environment is that most businesses they get into networking for different reasons. But what I've seen is, is many of them come in and they they like to watch as opposed to participate. And in Network Together, I found if I can get them in front of other people and I can get them to um, start to talk about their passions in small groups, that they start to gain confidence. So the first pillar of Network Together is actually gaining confidence through the power of public speaking. Yes. And and what we do as they grow, because we're a member-led organization, and as a member-led organization, um, we allow pathways for members to gain confidence from from local chapter meetings to what we call mashups to um, to what we call our big stage events called the Net Mobs. And as a people, as a, 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 a member gains in confidence, they have the ability to be able to leverage themselves up to the point to speaking in front of hundreds of people. And, and for me, there's no greater um, feeling of enjoyment than seeing someone grow in their personal confidence that they can say to the world who they are and what they do because it conveys into every marketing channel. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we've got about two minutes or so to our next break. Uh, the second one is offering personal and business development workshops. We we have over um, we have over twenty five um, personal and business development workshops within Network Together. Um, they cater from you know how to um, ut- leverage and utilize LinkedIn to you know utilizing Facebook for business to how to create your own um, you know professional bio, um, but. We also have also partners that come into Network Together or vendor partners that put on other workshops, like how to create greater sales performance. You know, what we do here is we believe that the people in our organization ourselves are the best advocates for other members of the organizations. And by doing so, you know, they can complete a set of content and standards for our members to to grab into and learn from. But also, if, if they go further in that, what's nice is they also can go on and hire them as business counsel as their um, needs are, are suited. Awesome. We're coming up against our next break. My very special guest this week is Robert Jones from Now Work Together. And we're talking about the five pillars upon which that organization is built. The first is public speaking. The next is personal and business development workshops. And we will continue with this after the break.
mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.briankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's briankwright.com. Looking for the perfect destination in Costa Rica, Panama, or Thailand? Concerned about the economy and looking for an escape plan? Then you need to go to escapeartist.com and learn how you can live, work, invest, retire, or do business overseas. Escape Artist has the perfect plan for you. Join our 400,000 readers and get your free subscription to Escape from America magazine. Visit www.escapefromamerica.com and create your escape plan right now. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Robert Jones of Network Together. And we were discussing the five pillars on which the organization was built. We talked about gaining confidence through public speaking, which is so important, and offering personal and business development workshops because the development of your members is very important to have a thriving organization. Let's talk about pillar number three, which is creating multiple business opportunities in small to large formats. You do local chapter meetings. You do large quarterly events. Let's talk about that. Yeah, the um, you know, I, I actually even want to take it a little bit further, um, smaller than that. The real basic um, foundation of Network Together is what we call the one-on-one, and that is the the, the first initial um, communication between our members or our members and guests. And one of the things what we try to train our members to do, and um, some really embrace it and some don't, that's why I say try, although I, will, <laughs> I tend to push it, push it, push it, is you know, try not to sell what you do. Or what you offer, you know, what you're really doing is seeing if there is alignment and compatibilities where you trust each other, you know each other and like each other enough that you're willing to see the character of them as a person that they by all means would be someone that you would want to refer to others in this organization. But really more importantly, we call it the family test. Is this someone that you would refer to your family? Mm. After that, we get to the chapter level, and we have right now we have 15 um, active chapters that meet meet each week um, in Arizona alone. The chapters have anywhere from 12 to 35 people that come each week, and in our particular mix, we are an inclusive, not exclusive organization. So what that means is, is you could have more than one web developer or more than one realtor or more than one, um, um, let's say, financial services provider in any of our chapters. But it's based upon the abundance mentality, something that we kind of talked about earlier in the show. 
And what we what we mean by the abundance mentality is, is that everyone deserves to eat and everyone deserves to compete, you know, just do it nicely. Because we believe that from the from the um, the emotional, the personal, the mental um, attributes of everyone, you know, there is someone out there for you. And, you know, not everyone has a has a mix with each other. You know, not everyone will align just so. Um, but if you have choice, we believe that we create more value from the product and services um, measure because we're also de- delivering the person, the personalities, um, and then the alignment that comes from that. Yeah, absolutely. And then the next thing is creating awareness of the organization through community outreach activities. And we talked a little bit about that earlier. Yes. You know, and, and one of the things where it came from, which which leads back to the larger um, the, the larger level than chapters is you and I had talked about mixers and mashups. And, you know, where, com- where the mixers and mashups came from was the community outreach. We believe that as stewards of our community, the small business owners, the the company representatives, the entrepreneurs, um, the thought leaders, et cetera, um, we felt that, um, you know, the best way that people could see that we're socially conscious and community minded was, well, we give back and we work with the community, you know, and that doesn't necessarily just mean money. I mean, it's not always about the money. Sometimes it's just the time. Sometimes it's going to a, a local school and being on a panel. Sometimes it's actually working with our aged and reading them books. Sometimes it's actually doing a donation of clothing and shoes or working in the soup kitchen, etc. You know, those are the things that we want people to see when they say network together. They know that these are business permit for professionals that don't just sign paychecks, they actually give up their heart and time. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And the final pillar is creating and providing outlets that provide service to our youth. And uh, I love that. Absolutely. You know, there, there are many ways that we service our youth and, and, and youth can be very varied. Um, you know, when we talk youth, we talk from the middle school and high school level um, up through to college, and even some of the young um, professionals that might be in their 20s. And so so the better answer would be in, in what we do for the service to our youth is we um, promote different organizations in our organizations to see if our members will go out and share and care. So you may ask me, what does that look like? Well, DECA is an organization that helps develop our youth to be um, civic and business-minded leaders. You know, we have um, a partnership with DECA in the local area, and we put out the call to network together members to serve on the to serve on the um, 200 um, um, positions within DECA to judge the contestants from the high school. You know, mm. we do that, and what does that do? Well, that shows DECA and those students that Network Together is an organization that that is a part of the community, not apart from the community, but it also um, allows our members to do something to give back more than just filling out, you know, a, a paper receipt to send off in the mail. It gives them time because the most important thing I think that we as an organization or as um, entrepreneurial leaders is this 
is to help mentor and have our kids be able to model after us. And that's why also the difference between mixers and mashups. You know, when you say mixers, you think of a drinking opportunity. When we say mixer, we actually call them mashups because we call ourselves the Network Together family because we want kids to come into our group. Mm. You know, entrepreneurism shouldn't start at 40. We want it to start at 14. And even some of our members say it should start at four. And what better way is to have an open door for our kids to come into any chapter, any mashup, or any net mob to be around, you know, local business leaders, local um, business startups, etc., so they can get the feel of that entrepreneurial spirit, so they can be our next generation of leaders. Absolutely. You've mentioned NetMob a few times. You and I both know what that is, but tell our listeners what a NetMob is. <laughs> well, NetMob started as um, just a hatched idea uh, about three years ago where I, I heard this thing called flash mob. And I thought, man, that is so cool, a flash mob. I mean, yeah. I was watching this video, Brian, and and here are all these people and they play instruments and they just went to a courtyard and all of a sudden they started playing and people would come by and they'd, they'd find so much enjoyment out of it. And I thought, wow, that's really cool. And then you know, and I, I knew that we did um, some networking and, and as chapters grow, sometimes they need to be highlighted a little bit more. And so I thought, well, why don't we create something where we have the, the, the attitude of flash mob and then we have the attitude of networking. Why don't we just call it a net mob where where we go to a chapter and we do an all points bulletin to all of our members and we just flood the chapter with love. Yeah. And, and But what happened was it, it became so successful that we actually had to turn it into a, a real event where we say instead of um, celebrating the chapter, we just celebrate the art of um, making connections, and that is NetMob. Absolutely. How do you develop strategic alliances in the community? You know, most strategic alliances um, started by – Gosh, most of them started originally by myself just really smiling and dining and going to different places and actually just having sit downs to see if there was an alignment of thought. You know, as we've grown in the organization, I have I don't have quite the same amount of time as I used to go figure. Right. Right. right, Exactly. (laughs) It's like there's never enough time anymore. So I have to I have to be a little bit more savvy. Most of the opportunities come now from the members or the partners that I have already. And so it may start like this. I'll I'll get a call from someone, hey, there's this great organization. They're very community-minded. They have um, the abundance mentality. I think you guys should meet. I'll say, well, could you do a personal introduction for that person and and, and me? And they they say, absolutely. I'll send out, um, we'll send out our courtesies. Um, We'll set up a time. And then from there, we, we, we tend to see if we're aligned enough to do events, you know, and or create different um, workshops within the Network Together chapters and vice versa. Absolutely. How do you decide who you want to work with? Is there a criteria that you use? You know, it's it's kind of funny when, when you say criteria because sometimes, you know, criteria can be, you know, measured on the eye of the beholder. Right. and. You know, and I I think that, you know, maybe it's because I'm, you know, maybe I'm a little bit older or I'm more trusting or I pick the right people in my life. You know, 
I go along like this. I do believe that people are the sum total of those who they want to include around them. Mm-hmm. And it's getting to the point in my life where nine out of ten times, if, if someone's offering me um, you know, or, or network together the organization an opportunity, um, it's, it's pretty aligned. It's pretty spot on because the people that are in my life are already aligned with me. Right. You know, so you, you may you may say like, well, that's not enough, Robert. There has to be more. And, you know, I guess if, if you want to look at some of the brass tacks of it is, is, you know, do they serve others more than they serve themselves? Mm. That would be that would be one of the big ones. You know, do they want to create a legacy that leaves those who have followed in a better place. Yeah. That is another one. Do they want to be a part in their community and not just a business in the community? And that's mm. very important for me. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. We've got less than two minutes to our final break. And I want to ask, because I'm sure lots of people out there with families uh, think about this or perhaps struggle with this some. How do you balance building a business with raising a family? It is called, and um, I, you know, now that we call it time blocking, mm-hmm. we have to actually put it into our calendar the time to spend with our kids, mm-hmm. to spend with my wife and myself, because if we don't, life will control us. Yeah. And, you know, and, and I'm not necessarily saying it's about controlling life or, or having life control us. But, you know, there is one thing I've learned in my life is that, you know, when it comes to the watch, when it comes to the timepiece that you wear on your wrist or in your phone or on the wall, mm-hmm. you know, we are the ultimate leaders of that particular piece of our life. Yeah. And if we don't lead that piece of our life, we will lose that part of our life. Right. Absolutely. We're coming up against our final break. I cannot believe how fast this is going. Are you having fun? Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm having fun too. This is amazing. We will talk about some of the rights and wrongs of networking in our final segment. We'll talk about the value of being a sponsor at an event because Robert has grown, Robert and Sean have grown network together through being sponsors at other people's events. And we'll talk about how tricky it can be to put on your own event. And we will talk about so much more when we come back from this break. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. Don't go away. We're going to come right back and we will come down the stretch run momentarily. (laughs) Please stay with us. We'll be right back. and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Do you have trouble falling asleep and staying asleep? I know that drugs can be addictive and cause a hangover the next day. That's why you need the Sleep Band. The Sleep Band helps you fall asleep quickly and easily and for a longer period of time. This results in a more restful and peaceful night's sleep, which is something all of us need. With the Sleep Band, you will wake up fresh and alert, ready to begin your day. You can get your Sleep Band and other great healing products by visiting HealingFrequencyProducts.com. Check it out today for better sleep tomorrow. HealingFrequencyProducts.com. 
It's the TogiNet Radio Network, broadcasting quality programming to the world. It's words you never heard. Oh, Nairo critics, or the people who study dreams, tell us that the kind of television you watched as a child can affect your dreams today. For instance, if you had a black and white TV, you might be prone to colorless dreams. I'm pretty sure I dream in color, but my friends say it's a pigment of my imagination. It has been suggested the type of cheese you eat can also impact your dreams. This might be a bit hard to digest, but a study conducted by the British Cheese Board discovered that people who ate cheddar cheese dreamt more about celebrities, while folks who ate blue cheese experienced more bizarre dreams. A bad dream could give you matatulapia, or the bad mood you experience when you get up on the wrong side of the bed. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Robert Jones from Network Together. And if you do not have my book, Success Profiles, Conversations with High Achievers, it's on Amazon. It's in Barnes & Noble. It's everywhere. Go ahead and get it. And Robert has it. He loves it. I have it. You've already said it before. So uh, looking forward to continuing this conversation. First of all, before I forget, Robert, tell us where we can find you and learn more about you because networking is such an important topic, especially in business. You know, you know, absolutely. And and I just want to preface that by saying again, you know, it's not networking that fails mm-hmm. entrepreneurs. It's bad networking that fails entrepreneurs. And if we don't pursue networking in a professional and businesslike manner, you know, it will always fail us. But if we, if we do it and we pursue it like we do the business that we run our own we will find how effective networking can be. Absolutely. So our, where can we find you? Our main website is networktogether.net. And networktogether.net kind of gives an umbrella view or that 30,000 foot of what Network Together looks like. You know, um, you know how to join, who our members are, where you can find a chapter, um, um, what the um, chapter meetings look like. Um, etc. So that would be networktogether.net. And it's also where the majority of our members sign up. Um, we also have a specialty event page, and we talked about it earlier, and that was the, um, it's called inetworkexpo.com. At inetworkexpo.com, you can look at some of the um, speakers that we've had in the past, some of the curriculum that we have at the, um, our big, what we call big stage events. Um, and again, that is at inetworkexpo.com and certainly call us if, if you have interest in being a pa- on a panel or a speaker there. And then lastly, we have an events calendar. We have a short link um, because we do have over a thousand meetings events per year and that's a lot to keep up with. Yes. So we had to create a space for that and that's ntevents.net. Again, ntevents.net and gives all the information to the different chapters, locations and times. Absolutely. Check that out, everyone. Fantastic stuff. So even if you're not in the Phoenix area, you can still, in fact, you just had an event and there were people not from Arizona at your event. So this is for everybody. So 
Absolutely. So I met you at somebody else's event and you and Sean were sponsors. What is the value and what has the value been for you to sponsor other people's events? Sponsoring the event is, you know, we kind of talked a little bit or I brought up, you know, the long game and the short game. You know, many times there isn't the immediate impact right there at the event um, um, in a monetary way. But what happens is, is the connections and the audiences of the people that we see at these um, larger events, you know, creates inertia. You know, and it's one of the things that I don't think that we talk a lot about um, from the events. So many, many people go to the events and they make it a one-time thing and they, they, get, they get inspired and they leave. But see, familiarity can breed trust yes. you know, as well. And by being seen and being trusted, you know, not only has it opened doors of opportunity for Sean and myself and the organization, we've also been able to grow in such a way that we're able to provide opportunity for others. And for them to speak and to be seen and to be heard um, from our stages. So, you know, being out there, it it's it's almost like I think about like product placement. You know, I know one thing. If you're not a book on a shelf, you certainly never will be pick. So if you're going to be a book, you better start writing a lot of novels so you take up a lot of space so you can be seen more and more. Right. Absolutely. And you mentioned the five pillars of your organization. And I love the fact that you have your own events. You do large quarterly events. You just had one about a week ago. And yes. I got to be on one of your panels. That was such a fun experience. I was on your public speaking panel. But it's no small trick to put on an event that size when you've got two or 300 people attending, is it? No. And, you know, in that event, we um, we, we decided to see um, what our, our community response would be. And we we really did that as an uh, independently. Many times we do have promotional partners. Um, we do bring in other people as we have grown. We started out by ourselves and we and we thought, you know, this event, we're going to go back to the basics. We're going to do it in house. And really what we did is we wanted to bring in people that we know, like, and trust and actually love. <laughs> yeah. We love to hear. We love to see. We love the information. And um, what what happened was is there was a great uptick from that event of really a lot of pride. But, you know, what what your question was was putting on an event like that. I, I don't think that sometimes people, when they go to the event, they see the outcome of the event. Yep. But they don't understand the lead up that it takes to create that event. And also after the event, there's still quite a bit to do after the event. So it's a good three month process to get to that quarterly event. And it takes about a two week process to kind of um, exit from from what happened at the event. Mm, interesting. Interesting. What was your greatest learning experience from the very first event you did? I learned, <laughs> I learned that in business nowadays, um, that clarity is everything. Yes. And if you don't have clarity with your sponsors, with your attendees, with your vendors, with your venue, your event can go south yeah. very quickly. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about some of the rights and wrongs of networking because you've said a couple of times it's bad networking that fails. So let's talk about how to and how not to connect with people. Well, you know, the 
<laughs> and I let's start this off. Bad networking is what I want to get rid of. Good networking, of course, is what I want to bring. One of the things that I say in some of my trainings is this. The reason why networking doesn't work well is most of us aren't students of networking. We haven't we don't have an associate's degree or a master's degree or a certification in networking. We kind of sometimes learn by trial and error. And most of what we see is error. No one's putting together a curriculum together to say, you know, here are ways that business to consumers may network, which is different from business to business. You know, mm -hmm. here is how you network to cause-related marketing outfits, or this is how you publicly speak to get your message across where people can learn from you and not be sold from. And, you know, many times I see people and they come in and they say, grab your business cards, go to the event, get your speed networking through. But one thing I've learned in true networking is, is the quickest sales are also the quickest chargebacks. Yep. You know, and, and what I found is, is technology may be fast and digital technology can keep you top of mind and traditional marketing can create great foundation for your brand your concept but at the end of the day all those channels lead to one point and that point is in networking am i of the level of quality to earn and serve you yeah and that's really what it's about. And, you know, we've talked about no like, and trust. And in networking, I would have to add not just no like, and trust, but be willing to serve others and be willing to refer others. And yeah. that only comes through relationships. And believe me, relationships take a lot more time to grow than anything else because we technology changes fast but the human being hasn't exactly what are some of the most influential books you've ever read maybe your top one or two well probably the top book i ever read and i think it's probably true for a lot of people and i'm going through it for my second pass is think and grow rich yep that is just one of my um, favorite books of all time and what i'm finding is is the first go around i read it and it's like, you know, what's really funny, I, Maya Angelou, you might have heard her, yep. of, uh, her quote, it says, you know, um, you know, people don't remember what you say or they don't remember what you do. They remember how they make you feel. Yep. And the first time around, I read it, right? But I didn't feel it. Now mm -hmm. that I've lived a little bit of life, I can actually feel the words that he states in that book so much more profoundly. Yeah, absolutely. Another book that I read was a book called The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. Yep. And what what I found really classic about that book was how he wrote it was in really like right now words. Mm. And what what I mean by that is, you know, we live in such a information society where it's coming at us so quickly. And, you know, we have a determination in the moment to, to do what we need to do or to not do what we need to do because it's so easy for us. Yeah. But it's those who make the hard moves. They're the ones that get rewarded. Absolutely. What has surprised you the most about entrepreneurship? What I, I think what mostly surprises me about entrepreneurship is many times we 
I hear people talk about entrepreneurship. I see uh, schools of thought, thought thinkers try to discuss entrepreneurship. And I love the 30,000 foot measure of it. But you know, really, Brian, at the end of the day, entrepreneurship starts with a single person with a single thought who has to create the words and get them announced to the world through yeah. innovation, through invention, or just through a better way. And I think that's what it is. An entrepreneur is really putting on the boots putting yeah. on that smile and going out there and delivering each and every day. That's what awesome. entrepreneurship is. Cool. A little bit more than a minute until the end. Who inspires and motivates you? That's the question I ask everyone. There are probably three people in my life. Um, truly, my current inspiration is my wife. Mm -hmm. She is an amazing person who helps, keeps me on track and makes me complete things. Mm -hmm. um, my lifeline inspiration is my mom, a wonderful trailblazer who did things that had never been done, and she is amazing. And mm -hmm. probably the, the last person in my life that really created the work ethic that I, I really have today, and that's my, my grandfather, mm -hmm. uh, Grandfather Lewis, an amazing man. Fantastic. And we can find you at networktogether.net, correct? Yes, Awesome. Thank you, Robert Jones, for being here today. It was an honor and a privilege to have you here. Thank you so much, Brian. Have a great evening. All right. And thanks all of you to listening today. This has been Success Profiles Radio. Join us every Monday at 6 Eastern, where we interview world-class achievers and learn what they did to achieve their success, what they overcame, and the lessons we can draw from that. Thanks for listening. Until then, have a great week, everyone. Goodbye. Take Yay. care. It's been fun. Success Profiles Radio with your host Brian K. Wright. Each week we'll explore different aspects of success and how